So when it comes to investment planning, retirement planning, financial planning in, in general, uh, in your in your world, um, you know, there's a couple of different ways that you could do it. You could say, I'm going to do all the research and I'm going to do everything myself, um, which takes a lot of time, takes a lot of effort, but maybe you're wired that way. Uh, another way uh, is you could say, well, let me go find a, a person, a financial advisor that's going to walk me through everything and then also kind of do everything for me and make sure that I'm staying on track with my retirement and everything like that so that I can stay focused on my work and my life. And then there's this other world where you've got financial coaches uh, that are there to kind of help consult and guide you on, uh, on different ideas and different things that you may want to be thinking about when it comes to finances and when it comes to investments, but they're not there to do it for you. They're just kind of there as a sounding board to help you think through some ideas. So um, that's who we have on for you today. We have Vix Monroe. Uh, she's over in London and her whole um, plan is to be a financial coach, a wealth coach. Uh, specifically, her mission is to help women create and build wealth and retire rich. So uh, we had a great little conversation to learn about her story and how she got to where she is and what she does now. So I think you're going to enjoy it. Yeah. You know, Merce and I, when we, when we think about this podcast, we really want to give a lot of diversity in our, in our uh, interviews as to what people have. And I think that's what we get here with um, this interview with Vix. Um, so we hope that this uh, allows you to see a different approach if you do like doing things yourself instead of having someone else do it for you. Uh, I do want to say this, though, uh, if you have not had a chance and you would want to hear more information about how we help people ourselves plan for and live through retirement, Merce and I have created what we call a master class. You get this class online. It's called Three Keys to Secure Your Retirement. The easiest way to find it is to go to our website which is pomwealth.net forward slash blog. On the right-hand side, you'll see a place that you can click to get access to that uh, masterclass. It's completely free. We never ask for any money, but I think you'll find it very beneficial. But as for now, before we get in, because we are financial advisors, we have to do a little disclosure. So Merce, can you do that for us? And we'll get started. That's right. The information contained in this podcast is intended to provide general information only and not to be considered individualized advice. Different types of investments carry different levels of risk. As always, please contact your financial professional for advice appropriate to your situation. Hope you enjoy the show. Welcome to the Secure Your Retirement Podcast. This is the place where high achieving professionals come to gain confidence on how to successfully navigate their transition into and life during retirement. There's no such thing as a passive retirement plan. To have a successful financial future, your plan must be actively managed. Each week, we will bring you action plans and expert interviews that will help you gain insights, learn fresh perspectives, and finally experience peace of mind about your retirement. Here to help you achieve your dream retirement and live the life you deserve are your hosts, certified financial planners, Raiden Stancil and Merce Tariq. Welcome everyone to our Monday podcast. And every Monday we have somebody that we interview that uh, can we think can add value. And today we certainly do have that. So we're excited to uh, have you with us today. But Merce, could you uh, introduce our, our guest today? Yeah, so today we have Vix Monroe. Uh, Vix is an entrepreneur, author, money enthusiast, and eternal optimist. Uh, her background is in accountancy, economics, and pricing with a career spanning over 30 years. 
Um, and she's passionate about money, investing in the economy, having her created her own multi-million investment portfolio. But her main mission and what we're going to talk about today is uh, to help women create and build wealth and retire rich in every single way. So Vix, thank you very much for joining us from all the way over the, over the pond in London. Yeah, great. I'm, I'm excited to be here chatting with you two. Yeah, yeah. Thank you very much. So I say we dive right in. And uh, if you could just kind of give us a little bit about your background and uh, tell us, you know, how, where you started and how you kind of landed where you are today. Okay, great. Yeah. So I started off in New Zealand. I'm now in London in the UK. So I started far away and I come from small town, New Zealand. And um, I arrived, I came to the UK when I was 23 years old and I had 30 pounds in my pocket, which um, at the time, it cost me six pounds, so a fifth of that amount of money paid for my weekly travel card on the underground here in London. So I didn't have that much money. I was lucky that I had a friend who had a floor that I could sleep on. And when I say a floor, I mean a floor. I was just sleeping on a yoga mat because that's all I had. But yeah, I come from New Zealand. My parents were very frugal, so I was brought up to be very, very frugal. My mother would do things like... Um, buy men's jumpers from the charity shop, unpick them, and then use the wall to knit jumpers for the kids. My dad would do things like he'd go to a bakery and buy the bread for the week and put it in the freezer because it was a lot cheaper to do that than um, buy it from the corner shop. But obviously he didn't take into account his time or um, the petrol to get there and things like that. And yeah, so I kind of grew up with frugal parents. I think another thing that was significant kind of in my money journey was my mother died when I was 11. So I kind of had this view also that life could be short. You've got to have a good time. So one of the things that, you know, I talk about a lot in terms of money is it's not just about saving for the future and investing for the future. And that is, you know, one of my priorities about retiring rich. It's actually about having a good time along the way as well. So, yeah, that's kind of like a pretty quick background but in terms of my interest in investing um, I was a bit of a late starter really I was in my 30s when I started I'm in my 50s now so I'm sure you know been, I've been around for a while been around the block <laughs> I don't know if you have that expression yeah in the US we yeah. do you do yeah and so I was a bit of a late starter in my 20s I was I was all for just having a good time really like particularly travel because you know if you grow up in New Zealand even a flight to Australia is you know three and a half hours but you come to London you, know, you can be in Paris in an hour Italy in two hours you know Spain you've got everything on your doorstep really so I spend a lot of my money traveling exploring Europe having a, a good time and it wasn't until, and then I also went back to study and I was actually 33 or almost 33 when I bought my flat so I bought an apartment for myself to live in so and I know the U.S. you know in the U.S. people are you know all about trying to buy a home and get on the housing ladder and it's similar here in the U.K. so I did that 33 so I was older than a lot of other people that had started younger I have four sisters back in New Zealand three of which are younger than me they all started they all had houses so I was a bit of a late starter and because I'd just finished my master's degree, I'd gone back to study. I also didn't have any money for a deposit. So I actually borrowed that. I actually took a car loan out. Don't tell the bank. <laughs> um, and so I borrowed got a car loan. 
I already had a car, luckily, and I used that car loan as a deposit for my flat because I really wanted to get on the housing ladder. I was also nervous about it because I was doing it on my own. Um, so, but I'm because house prices had dropped quite a lot. So timing was really on my side. House prices had dropped a lot. I was nervous they might keep dropping, but at the same time, I kind of thought it's a good time to get in, good opportunity. And I was actually really lucky. I pretty much timed it right, which was coincidental, really. Um, and then it was about three years later that I started investing in property myself. So it was 1999. And I'd read the Rich Dad, Poor Dad book. I think that came out a few years earlier. I think it was about 96, 97. So I'd read that book and thought, yeah, that's a good way to make money. I need to invest in property. And in that three years, the flat I had bought had gone up in value quite a lot. Um, because prior to that, there'd been, you know, quite a big drop in property prices here in the UK. So I was able to remortgage my flat, take some equity out, and use that equity for the deposit for my first investment flat. And, you know, it all went really smoothly. So I was kind of like, and then I did it again and again. So that's really how I got started. I started late, and I started in property. Very good. So now I know that, uh, I guess it's, this is at least what we see on your website. And I'm assuming this is what your, 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 your company name is, is Money Badassery. How did you? Yeah, Money Badassery. Yeah. So, so tell us, uh, how did you get there to having this? And then, and then what is, what is that? What is your goal with that particular company? And, and, and what's the purpose of it? Yeah, well, I suppose, so yeah, as I said, I, just to continue my investment journey a bit further, actually, so I was really into property, and it was 1999 that I bought my first investment property, so around 21 years ago, and so that's the time over which I've been building wealth, and I have been successful in doing that, so it does show that over, you know, a, a period of time, people can build wealth, because one of the things I have, and I don't know if you find this, I have people come to me in their 40s, mid-40s, and say, I've left it too late, I'm like, absolutely not. You know, 20 years is actually a long time. People, you know, it's that saying, isn't it? I can't remember how it goes, but it's something like uh, people usually underestimate, no, overestimate what they can achieve in one year and underestimate what they can achieve in 10 years. And 20 years in terms of wealth generation is a long time. But yeah, after about 10 years of investing in property, I started to think, actually, I've kind of got all my eggs in, in one basket here. I've been really focused on property. By that stage, I've read a few more books that were talking a bit about diversification. And I decided that I was going to not buy any more properties for a while and I was going to invest my money in other areas. So it was around about, so, for, so it's been about 10 years that I've really been focused on other assets as well. So equities, stocks and shares, fixed income, primarily, you know, um, bonds. Also commodities, particularly precious metals like gold and silver. And then in 2017, I also got into crypto. So as a result of that, and you know, over a 20-year period, I've been really focused on investing. And I have managed to build, to create and build wealth for myself. You know, I don't come from a rich family. As I said, I come from frugal parents. And I've been working, I've had my own business, and it was B2B you know, selling into corporates. And I just decided, actually, this isn't what I want to be doing. I mean, I am still doing it, by the way. I'm, I'm current, I'm running more than one business at the moment, but I'm scaling that down and scaling up my other business. And my focus is on women, really. I think, 
women have particular needs for refinances. I mean, we have a gender pay gap, but we also actually have a gender investment gap. More men invest than women, and more men are generally more confident in investing than women. So my mission really is to financially empower lots and lots of women around the world. Um, you know, personal finance can be scary for many people, yet it's not rocket science. I mean, I'm sure you, you see that a lot as well. Yeah, yeah, I would say so. I mean, I don't, it's not rocket science by any means, but there are, there are certain steps that you, you should take and there's certain, and there's, there's mistakes or blunders that could really set you back. And so it's not rocket science, but yeah, there is some science to it. And there's a, a, a good aspect of timing too. Starting earlier is always going to help you out. Um, yeah. Starting later, you know, you got to work a little bit harder, but it's very possible to do quite a bit in 20 years, like you said. So, so money badassery is kind of your, 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 your um, company name and, and, uh, and your mission is to help out women and kind of take them through your journey of, you know, learning about different investments, learning about how to get your retirement on track. And ultimately your, your slogan is hey, retire rich. Yeah. Um, so, so and why, why not retire rich? Yeah. Why not? I mean, you work so hard. Why not be able to retire rich and enjoy it? So, um, so what would you say uh, that in my eyes, that makes you kind of a financial co coach uh, to help give steps, to help people understand what they've got how to better utilize it, how to better leverage it. So what do you think it means to be a financial coach? Yeah, I suppose I think of myself more of a wealth coach because my focus is really on creating and building wealth. And I would say a financial coach was a bit broader than that. But I mean, it's, it's semantics, isn't it? It's mm -hmm. whatever you like to call it. So I see what I do as coaching clients to manage their money and create wealth. Um, also empowering them to take control of their finances. And one of the things, and, and actually also to look at the emotional side of money. I actually think the emotional side of money is often forgotten about. Yet it's also really important. So it's that whole money mindset thing. Um, and I don't know about you two, but, you know, I grew up being told money doesn't grow on trees and you've got to work really hard to earn money. And, you know, lots of lots of things that we all grow up with about money, like our subconscious beliefs. And I think that's really an, an important part of it as well. But I see myself, I see my role really as gui help guiding people a lot. And it depends on who I'm working with. Some people want their hand held more than others. And one of the things I think I do a lot of, I ask a lot of I ask a lot of what if questions because, you know, people come to me and say, should I do this? And I said, okay. And it's partly to understand their risk. Okay. If you do this, what if this happens and what if this happens and what if this happens so that they're actually aware of the, the way things could go. Um, because I think a lot of people, a lot of people aren't particularly women, a lot of women aren't comfortable or they're not confident about their finances and so a lot of women that come to me, a lot of the time, they actually just want someone to talk things through with. They kind of want, you know, to do their due diligence. And, you know, I remember I said just before that, you know, when I bought my flat for the first time, I bought it on my own. I was nervous. Am I doing the right thing? You know, it was 21 years ago now. I actually would have liked to have sat down with someone and kind of discussed my concerns. Someone who, who had done these things, someone who knew about money, so the only people I could talk about were friends who'd maybe bought a house or not bought a house, but they didn't ask me the kind of questions that I think I would have liked to be asked. Of course, that's all with hindsight, which is a fine thing. I hope that you are enjoying the show. 
By the way, if you are in or nearing retirement and are someone who wants to gain clarity on what questions you should be asking, learn what the biggest retirement myths are, and identify what you could be doing to achieve peace of mind for your retirement, get started today by requesting your complimentary video course, Four Steps to Secure Your Retirement. To access the course, simply visit pomwealth.net forward slash podcast. If you're new here or you haven't done this yet, this is definitely the first step to get started in applying these principles to your life. So head over to pomwealth.net forward slash podcast and check us out. So I've got kind of a two-part question here, but but the first part is, so in your process, in your what you do as a financial coach, it's not that you're telling somebody, hey, you should invest in this or that necessarily. You're trying to just help people guide through and maybe figure out what it is that they want to do. Is that is that what I'm hearing? Yes, yes, absolutely. So first of all, I'm not a financial advisor. In the UK, in order to give financial advice, you have to have um, been approved by the Financial Conduct Authority. So I'm not a financial advisor. I can't say you should invest your money in this stock or share or do this. I can't do that at all. What I do do is, yeah, pretty much exactly what you said, guide people, you know, ask them, you know, I, so it really depends on the client, but I suppose what I do is someone comes and wants to, you know, spend some time with me. The first thing I do is review, where are you? You know, what assets do you have? What liabilities do you have? You know, what's your level of debt? What's your risk threshold? I think risk threshold is very, very important. So start off, you know, where are you, you know, what's your relationship with money? Start off with where you are now and then look at where do you want to be? You know, what's your vision? How do you want to live your life in the future? And then start talking about how they might get there. And there's many ways that they can get there. And then it's kind of understanding what they want and what works for them. And, you know, in many cases, people's um, vision for the future is going or in some not in many cases in some cases the way people want to live in the future is actually going to cost them a lot more than they think so then they've got to reconsider okay is that what I really want because it's got to be, everything has to be affordable doesn't it you have to be able to afford it or do I need to be making more money spending this money so I've got more to invest now so I can actually afford what I really want in the future so there's a lot of questions like okay because you know every financial decision you make is actually a trade-off. I can either spend this money now on something I really love and I want to do, or I can invest that for my future self. So, or there's so many there's so many trade-offs, and that's part of what I do. I, I talk people through what those trade-offs are, so that they're very clear about how they want to use their money. So it's really about how they manage their money and how they can create and build wealth. So I also do a lot of education alongside that about wealth creation and wealth building as well. Okay, good. Thank you. So if if somebody's like thinking, okay, I like this idea of having a financial coach and maybe they're listening to you and everything, what what kind of is your process? How does a person, like what's the steps to take somebody through that approach with you? Okay, so I have, uh, so people contact me through, I just on my website is basically they can, um, First of all, contact me. They get a 15-minute free kind of consultation to see if we're a right fit to find out, for me to find out what they're looking for and for them to find out, you know, what I can offer them. And obviously, every client is different. Everyone has different needs. Everyone has um, different level of knowledge about personal finance. And some people want their hand held a lot more and other people want just more kind of top-level guidance. So 
that's the first step. And then I have a form that they fill in, which is kind of a where are you now form once we've agreed to work together. And that's to understand their situation really. Like how, what are the assets, as I said before, what assets do they have now? What liabilities? Um, what's they're trying to thrash out what their level of risk is? And that's really where we start and then kind of look at where they want to get to and and what and depend on how long we're going to work together what we can actually realistically achieve within that time but usually what i'm trying to do is to get them to look at you know their money coming in their money coming out look at how they can actually maximize the surplus money so um, the difference between the income and expenditure so that can go into investing talk about what a portfolio is, the types of, you know, assets they should be including in their portfolio. And obviously that's up to them. You know, I'm big into crypto. Not everyone wants to get into crypto. So for some people, that's a zero. And it's some people are much more into equities and, you know, they want to have a larger proportion of equities in their portfolio than say I personally might have. So it's really about working around the client, their needs and their desires for the future. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. I mean, that's, we were, that's why we were excited to bring you on because we do something very similar. We, we manage investments, but uh, what's equally important is we do the retirement planning as well for all of our clients and help them understand, you know, kind of like what you said, money in, money out, cash flows, how's it all going to work through retirement um, and everything like that. And leading up to retirement, how do we get there and the decisions that we got to make in that whole process. So um, uh, it aligns very well with kind of what you're, what you're talking about, but you did mention- Go ahead. No, I was just going to say, Annie, do you find that most people that come to you actually don't even have a financial plan? They might have some right. investments, but they actually haven't planned out how much money they're going to need in the future, how they're going to achieve it over the time frame they've got based on different scenarios. Right. Yeah, we see that all the time. It's kind of, you know, I've, I've built this up. I, it seems like enough. I think we'll be okay. But you know, sitting down to actually think about every little thing. It does take some time. It takes some effort. And sometimes that gets put by the wayside. So, um, but you did mention one thing and we, you know, as, as financial advisors, this is a kind of a a tricky topic to, to, to discuss. We are not currently invested in crypto for any of our clients. And uh, it's a very volatile type of deal, pretty new relatively to the investment world. But you said that you're very interested in it and you you are invested in it um so could you maybe give our listeners just a high level so they can maybe start to understand what the concept of crypto is and and really specifically what draws you to it and we've only got a few minutes left here but i think it's a really interesting topic yeah well crypto is essentially it's a digital asset that uses cryptography um and obviously and it works in the blockchain which is a distributed ledger and if you look at, I mean, everyone's heard of Bitcoin or most people would have heard of Bitcoin, but in actual fact, there's thousands of different cryptocurrencies that are in development and not all will survive. Some will fail. I'd even go so far as to say many will fail. Um, but Bitcoin's a monster in the crypto space and there's also Ethereum and Litecoin. But they think they work on this distributed ledger that all the kind of miners have access to and it's a decentralized network so it's out of government or central bank control so I mean Robert Kiyosaki from Rich Dad Poor Dad calls it the people's money for that reason and it's you know if I was to send some money to you today I'd have to you know do it through my bank so tell my bank to send your bank some money and tell who would tell your bank to put it into your account so 
you know, the banks in that sense are kind of intermediaries. But if I wanted to send you some Bitcoin, I can have a wallet and you can have a wallet. We both have our public and private keys. Our private keys are like our password, essentially. All I need to know is your public key and I can then send Bitcoin from my wallet to your wallet and we don't have to go through the banking system. So because of the, the technology that's utilized um, with Bitcoin. So, and, you know, and it's very secure. It's a very secure payment online. So I kind of think of Bitcoin as kind of like the internet of money really. And rem remember prior to the internet, information was really centralized. You know, if we want information, we had to get it from a library or from a newspaper. Now on, with the internet, I mean, I can post information and share it with people all over the world. So it's so decentralized now. And I think that's what will happen with money, with um, cryptocurrency going forward. It's also kind of become a bit, of, bit like digital gold. It has been used as a store of value at the moment. So I personally see it has a, a, a big future, but exactly what that future looks like is hard to know. Yeah, so I was gonna, I was gonna ask is, you know, is it, is it the, the investing side of buying something for the idea of it to grow? Is that what draws you in? Or is it more of the future of crypto that draws you in and that, hey, we may need this as a currency well down the road if it ever does happen who knows yeah i think a lot of people are seeing like bitcoin as a hedge against um you know the demise of the <laughs> of the financial system that we live in today if you, if you look at the us dollar i mean i read this so these might not be true but bitcoin's been around for 12 years and i read somewhere that 75 percent of money and us dollars and so of 75 percent of the current money supply the us dollar money supply has been printed since Bitcoin has been on the scene. So, I mean, that's hugely infl inflationary. So that's why I think a lot of people are uh, seeing um, Bitcoin as a hedge against inflation. And I know that, you know, some of the corporates, big corporates that have invested in Bitcoin, like MicroStrategy, the CEO of MicroStrategy, Michael Saylor, says that we've now got Tesla that have invested. So I think Bitcoin has potential. Yeah, well, that's- Who knows when? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, well, I tell you, uh, Vix, what you have uh, talked about is is obviously a lot of things that make sense, and and uh, I'm sure that uh, your assistance, like you said, kind of helps build confidence and helps people kind of maybe figure out how to navigate things, and certainly that's uh, very beneficial. So if somebody did is listening and they do would like to have a financial coach, somebody to talk things through with, like you described, and and maybe go through your process or they just want to read up more about you, what's the best way for them to, to get in contact with you or find out more information? Okay, so first of all, there's my website, www.moneybadassery.com. And that ends in A-R-Y. Some people think it's E-R-Y, it's A-R-Y. And you can set up a meeting with me on my website or else through Facebook. I have a page called Money Badassery and I have a free group for women called the Money Badass Community. So... Facebook is my main kind of social media platform. Well, very nice. Well, we certainly do appreciate you taking time out of your day to uh, let us chat with you. And I know that our listeners are going to benefit by just having this uh, listening to this conversation. So we do appreciate it very much. Uh, so we thank you for coming on our show today. Oh, it's been wonderful. Thank you. It's been great chatting with you both. All right, everyone. That wraps up today's episode of the Secure Your Retirement podcast. If you found value in today's episode, we would love nothing more than for you to head on over to iTunes and give us a five-star rating and a review. 
Be sure to take a screenshot of the review before you submit it, and we'll send you a special gift. Our book, Get Off the Retirement Roller Coaster. Just email morgan at pomwealth.net with a screenshot of the review to get your gift. Also, be sure to subscribe so you get notified of new episodes as they're released every week. And finally, please share our podcast with your favorite social network so more of your friends and family can benefit from this information. Always remember, you've worked hard to get where you are, and now you deserve to have a retirement that works hard for you.